What's up, guys? Here with you, FC Wonder Kid, episode 145. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? Uh, I think that Carabao Cup final is Oof. still going on uh, as we speak. That marathon uh, war of attrition that just happened at <laughs> Wembley uh, over the weekend was a pretty entertaining spectacle, to say the least. So I'm getting over that. Uh, beyond MLS being back, beyond, I mean, all hemispheres, Alex, are cooking. And mm -hmm. they're cooking in football fixtures, and I am happy to uh, be a part of it. So I'm doing great. Uh, I'm ready for episode 145 to get moving because we got so much to talk about, mm -hmm. including the Premier League race. Yes. Where do you want to start, sir? Well, you referred well to the Carabao Cup final. And for a game that was nil-nil, <laughs> that was really entertaining. And Kelleher yeah. and Pe and Pe Petovic, Petovic, I don't want to yep. say this name wrong, yep, yep, yep. were the mans <laughs> of the show, okay? The goalkeepers made the match be entertainer, entertaining. Mm -hmm. Kelleher... For me, was the man of the match in the 90 minutes. And of course, yep. the cherry on top of the cake. Virgil van Dijk, a world-class player that is a reference in the Klopp era, was the man to make it happen. With a ruled-out goal, and now with an yeah. official goal that made everything happen. Virgil van Dijk, one of the best centre-backs I've seen in my life. The importance Alex. that he's had, unreal. Yeah, unreal. absolutely. Um, I mean, he was like one of the last veterans left left on the field at the mm -hmm. end of that game, playing with teenagers uh, that obviously exerted themselves well. But we'll talk about Liverpool more, I'm sure, in the near future. Uh, but yes, mm -hmm. you're right. The, the goalkeepers in that game. Mm -hmm. uh, Petrovic, Petrovic, it's been great seeing him come from the New England Revolution uh, to Chelsea basically as a backup um, in the expectation that he was probably not going to get elevated to the starting role. Mm -hmm. um, and then injuries aside, bad form aside, here he is, and you're absolutely right. Um, he kept Chelsea in the game, but then as the as the momentum moved towards yep. Chelsea beating Liverpool near the end, it was all Kelleher. I'm talking like in the 20th minute, he made that point-blank save on Cole Palmer. Yes. He made another one late in regulation. Um, it, it was a wonderful, wonderful um, affair. But I'm going to say right now, while Carabao Cup, uh, while Liverpool are lifting this particular trophy, hmm. it might have been a Pyrrhic victory um, because their depth, everything gets tested. Um, and you're, you're heading into a really busy end of the year. We've got 12 Premier League games left. And uh, pretty much every competitor is still in Europe mm -hmm. in the Premier League. Very so true. it's crazy. Very mm. true. And referring to what you just said, Liverpool played in this final against Chelsea without Mo Salah, without Shobozlai, without Curtis Jones, oh without Matip, without Alisson. Gravenberch even got injured in this game without Diogo Jota, yep. without Darwin Nunes. And this Chelsea team, the one billion was spent, couldn't do the job that they must yeah. have done. Cole Palmer was Brutal. the best player of Chelsea. Still is. He's under 21. Yeah. That shouldn't be the case. Who Chelsea spends 1 billion. They should be competing. And they should be winning against the Liverpool B team with all these players out. But once again, world-class Virgil van Dijk made it happen. Klopp is... Yeah. Klopp won... No. Klopp is in four, was in four fronts to win four titles. Klopp has won yep. one of the first titles with the Carabao Cup. He's still in three. Yep. FA Cup, Europa League, and the Premier League. And that's the greatness of Jurgen Klopp. He doesn't spend one billion like Chelsea, but he gets the job done. Robertson, what a legend. References were created. Yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold and many more. That's why 
In uh, this video, we'll we'll be talking about who are the best managers in the world of football, and Klopp must be in that mm -hmm. discussion because the greatness of, of what he does consistently I every mean, year with Liverpool. Uh, the, the, the one thing that is very, very apparent to me is mm -hmm. that whether you're an 18-year-old kid walking into the team due to injuries or you are, you know, Simicas coming off the bench every now and again, mm -hmm. or you are uh, uh, Joe Gomez, right, who is like the ultimate Swiss Army knife for them. And I know he gets ridiculed from time to time. But listen, every one of these players mm -hmm. knows exactly how Jurgen Klopp wants them to play the game exactly. of football. Uh, relentless pressing. Um, and even if their technical abilities or their, their tactical awareness doesn't yet, it's not yet up to speed to be a part of that 11, mm -hmm. they're still bathed in the fact that like Jurgen Klopp True. Uh, is like, this is what he wants done. Mm -hmm. And they play, they were outmatched at times and, and Chelsea should have put that game away. Mm -hmm. And they didn't. A lot of it was because these guys are just built in the influence of Jurgen Klopp. And that is going to be so interesting to see. When this liver, like Jurgen Klopp has already called Liverpool, Liverpool 2.0. We got to remember, Liverpool has gotten rid of Milner. They got rid of uh, Oxley Chamberlain, uh, Jordan Mane. Henderson, uh, Roberto Firmino, Sadio Mane, all of these guys. Liverpool 1.0 is gone. 2.0 is here. <laughs> On top of that, Klopp is gone at oh. the end of the season. I'm going to say it. If, if his job was to hand off Liverpool... Um, in a obviously a better state than than when he came in. Well, I think he's pretty much damn well done his job. I'm top, just, top joke. I am just like, what is going? Who is going to take over for the Reds from here on out? That's going to be insane to figure <laughs> out. Especially because we're going to mention in this video the best managers yep. in the world to be taking over jobs like Liverpool. Comment who you think we're going to mm. be suggesting. But the big question in the Premier League because of last season, yes. they bottled it i don't believe they did because man city's greatness is more than evidence but can Correct. arsenal win the premier league my answer is no mm -hmm. without a striker i respect what kai havertz is Ooh. doing i think he's playing better and every time kai havertz scores a goal arsenal never lost the game they actually won all of the games but they need a new okay. cdm because thomas Partey is absent a lot of games and they need a reliable striker because Saka cannot be your top scorer this season 12 goals in the premier league i know more than 12 but i Saka cannot be that player they need to sign a striker, whoever it is. Dusan Vlahovic, I think right. Lautaro is impossible. But if Arsenal, next season, sign Dusan Vlahovic, I really believe they could take the pedestal from Man City. And a Douglas Luiz. Interesting. But I do believe mm. Edu Gaspar is thinking in this scope of things. Because yeah. it's the last transfer. This summer is the last summer that I believe Arsenal will spend big bucks money with a new CDM, a new striker, a new center back, and maybe a new winger too. They're going to go bold. Yeah. It's going to be out there oh, at the yeah. time. It's got to prove himself. <laughs> well, yeah, and if he had laid out his planned, uh, plan in the phases that he had laid it out, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you're right. It's like, give me this type of backing for this many seasons if I can show you progress. Mm -hmm. um, and if not, obviously cut bait and get the heck rid of me. But... <laughs> Uh, I still believe in this this Arsenal project. I do. And I've been a skeptic. Um, there have been highs. There have been lows. Um, and I just think we need to remember where we came from last season. True. Um, Manchester City had to rattle off 14 wins in a row mm -hmm. in the Premier League win. I don't know. I mean, unless they had a massive lead, that's not normal. 
Alex, right? That's not normal for any team, let alone a super club. That's not normal for for a team to be able to do that. So you you alluded to it. You said it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Previously, it it was more Manchester City's insane quality in the second half of that scene and almost flawlessness uh, that won that last year. Uh, And yeah, okay, there was a run of form that hurt. Well, guess what? So far, with 12 games remaining in the season, uh, that has not yet announced itself, right, in its entirety. There haven't been 14 games in a row won, and we've still got plenty of time, Mm -hmm. but it could be. And and this is why my short answer is, can Arsenal win the title? My short answer is yes. They absolutely can. Will they? And I, I think they. No. I think they can. <laughs> I think they can, though, without a striker. I think they have a better chance to win this thing than Liverpool do currently, with the injury plague that is unfortunately affecting that that room. Right. Uh, everything. It's it's pervasive. Right. Salah can't even necessarily stay healthy for a long period of time. I know there's some resting, whatever. But back to Arsenal. We have to remember six six Premier League games in 2024. They've scored 25 goals. They've conceded three. They beat Liverpool, I believe, three to one. Right mm-hmm. in that one of those games, they've averaged four goals plus a game, um, and they still don't have said striker. They have conceded only seven shots in the last five games, Alex. And yeah, you. Th- this is a mm-hmm. small snippet. Because that's one-sixth of a season, per se, or one-seventh of a season. Uh, But we are seeing something we didn't see last season with Mikel Arteta. Mm. Uh, Mikel Arteta, I think, was bit by the inability to uh, be tactically flexible. And I do not... I am not holding myself out as any sort of a tactical genius. In fact, that is a very low point in my my footballing IQ, right? Mm. But I have noticed some changes playing Trossard. Now some of it's out of necessity, but playing Trossard as a false mm-hmm. nine Havertz as a false nine, we've seen some things yes. th- th- that, that have worked, but really it comes down to the cornerstone. We remember William Saliba went down last season. Mm-hmm. That's not the sole reason why Arsenal went down, but William Saliba is getting back into prime form. Gabriel mm-hmm. is getting back into prime form. Defense can in fact win a premier league title. And I think Arsenal has a better chance than Liverpool to do so. Then you ask me whether or not they're going to do it. I still can't pe- get past the, the the narrative of I, I I can't I can't say yes they're going to do it. But I'm going to say that they have a much better chance than people are giving them credit for. Whoa. And I think Arsenal is the strongest contender right now. I still believe the Jurgen Klopp last dance last season mentality towards the locker room of Liverpool yeah. edges for edges for me with Arsenal still. And I'm going to say this month of February has been unbelievable for Arsenal. They beat Liverpool yep. 3-1. They beat Burnley 5-0. Mm-hmm. They beat West Ham in London 6-0 and they beat Newcastle 4-1. It's unreal. Four, 25 goals scored yeah. in their last 5 games in the Premier League. But they still yep. got the humble pie by Porto. They still had a game in the Champions League yeah. with zero shots on target. And that happens because they have no striker. When the time, when clutch time comes, I see an Arsenal mm-hmm. team that struggles. And it's because it's a young team still. They don't have all veterans in this team. Jorginho is perceived no. as a veteran because he's won a Champions League at Chelsea. And he deserves that role in that team. But I still believe mm-hmm. a Liverpool squad with an Alisson, Van Dijk, a Salah, a Schoboslai that is the captain of Hungary at 23, they have stronger leaders. And I believe the fitness, 
is a problem, but it will be overcome. Huge problem. I think it will be okay. overcome ahead of Arsenal. Wow. And what, yeah. I, even, even with, I mean, I mean, Kelleher was great in the Carabao Cup, mm-hmm. right? But he has also had some eh, quote unquote howlers uh, for them so far Just this like season. Ryan. So I don't know if that's. A turning of a leaf. Oh, absolutely right. But Trent is out until mid-March. You know, Allison is out until the end of March. Diogo Jota is out until mid-April. Mm-hmm. Um, Sala is kind of spot-worthy. Um, Sobosly, same thing. Uh, we we do have to, even their depth's depth, like mm-hmm. a Tiago, is still on the table. I know sure. that's kind of a joke, well, you know, and I really shouldn't say that, but even their youth, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're going into the, the second part of the youth revival right at liverpool uh digging into the academy here we've got ben doak that's not available for them we've got uh stefan bajatic remember when he came on the field i mean it it goes so deep that that for me is really really tough to get hold a hold of considering um yes their premier league schedule liverpool's premier league schedule Mm -hmm. is sort of easier i guess you could say compared to a manchester city and an arsenal's mm-hmm. to end the season but they also have europe and that depth is going to get just tested now with arsenal with arsenal alex the they still have to go the longest serving uh, players at arsenal is el Neni. and then you see the yeah. team of liverpool that's what i'm saying the experience harvey elliott how mm-hmm. many years has he been in this team he's been more than four <laughs> years and he's a youngster yeah. still it's mad. It's what it's mad what we see still. Money. Yeah. Arsenal it is, needs but to win trophies. Arsenal mm-hmm. needs to be a successful team in terms of silverware. Arteta, mm-hmm. if he's trophyless this season, next season, it's gonna be four years without a trophy. People need to start putting question marks. The foundations are built. Now it's mm-hmm. time for success. Odegaard is your captain at 25. Saka is now 22. Martinelli's getting older. Saliba's getting older. Declan Rice cost a hundred million. People expect results with what being spent. Man City with Guardiola in the same amount of time that Arteta has been at Arsenal, he's had results. Yes, he inherited a better team, but he had immediate results, and you need to do that. Four years is a lot of time. It is. It is. um, But there has been progress. I mean, they are they are contenders and I I know we are saying that they need a striker. Well, it's not coming before the end of the year. Right. True. Um, And Bukayo Saka has done everything he can to step up while Martinelli has been kind of whatever flushed out here, but Saka eight goals in his last seven games, Mm -hmm. eight goals and an assist. Um, And that is, you're right. It's the biggest reason they also won't win a, uh, Mm -hmm. won't win the Premier league this season is the fact that they don't have the depth in their front three that a Mm -hmm. Liverpool has or a Manchester City has. We just listed almost every Liverpool player in the hospital, basically, right, in the physio room, Mm -hmm. and they still have a really dang good 3-0, as you like to call it, right, up top, Mm -hmm. uh, really potent because it's Luis Diaz. Darwin wasn't even on the field. I don't know if we mentioned that, but we probably did Mm -hmm. for this Carabao Cup. Um, it, it, It is going to be the reason, I think, that front three is going to be the reason why if Arsenal do not win this thing it's why but defense and set pieces can take you pretty far as far as the rest of the season goes and set pieces for Arsenal they're the best team in the league by far they have scored 19 19 if I'm not mistaken this season 19 goals 
off of set pieces two versus Newcastle alone. It was almost depressing to watch um, and, because they couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Kiwior, uh, Kai Havertz is good on this. Gabriel is good on this. Saliba is good on this. 30% of their goals this season have come off of set pieces. That's not counting penalties. Mm-hmm. That's not counting penalties at all. So I'm... I'm really intrigued to see uh, because you're looking, you're staring down a March 3rd Manchester Derby, mm-hmm. right? Now, United's nowhere close to the top three. They're not getting it. there, right? I believe City will win it too, but hey, you want to play a really nice spoiler and have a catch up a few point wise if you want to at least get into Europe by the end of the season, mm. go out. Win the Manchester City, win the Manchester Derby, which has obviously been blue for a very long period of time. Um, but Arsenal, for me, the more I look at this team, I think that they have a, a, a better chance to win it, obviously, than Liverpool. And I am not going to say they're going to win it, but like I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close to wanting to flip my, uh, flip my vote. If you will, <laughs> don't flip uh, it, from Bretton, Manchester please. City to Arsenal. Don't I'm flip not it, going please, to, Bretton, because we're, the, this is the di- main difference from the Arsenal squad mm-hmm. and the Man City squad. It's the world-class yeah. proven players. And that comes with years of football heritage that Pep Guardiola has developed. World-class players in the City team. Kevin De Bruyne, Rodri, Holland, Ederson. Phil Foden is right. now a world-class player, ahead of Saka, in my opinion, with talent, because of the amount of titles he's won and the importance that he shows. 16 goals in February, just like Saka true, and a Bernard Silva and a Ruben Dias too, to add to these world-class players in this Man City team. This is the main reason yeah. why they're favorites towards winning the Champions League and to win the fourth consecutive Premier League title, that it would be the first time in the history of the Premier League because of this world-class amount of players in this team, in my view. And even, uh, I saw this stat and I was flabbergasted. I was shook. People, please <laughs> listen to this. The goal difference of the last three seasons in the Premier League of Man United has been 15. Man City <laughs> has been more than 170. More than 170. So you mean to say the difference of the goal difference of Man United and Man City is more than 155 goals. That is mad in the last three seasons. And it's a testament to one of the greatest teams we've seen ever in the Premier League with Pep Guardiola. The job is more than seen. It's historic era what's happening now. And it's more than 10 times what Man United have. And... So, <laughs> I wanted to change here because uh, I think that Arsenal, we disagree, and I respect that. But I still want to know this. And I think Porto, mm-hmm. Porto against Arsenal showed a lot of underrated players in the world's perspective. Dio Costa, for me, is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. He showed it right there. Alan Varela, underrated. Galeno, underrated. Pepe, underrated. Evan Nielsen, João Mario, many quality players play for this Porto team, and even Chico Conceição that irritated yep. many Arsenal fans <laughs> well, because mm-hmm. of his talent too, in my point of view. But I wanted to ask you, Breton, do you believe Arsenal yeah. will go through against Porto? I do. I do. Yeah. I still believe um, that that's not the case. I want to see it. Uh, I want to see Arsenal I, I, grab the game by the neck and make it happen in the Champions League. And I'm... Yeah, well... I'm not... I'm, I'm a skeptical. You are? I'm a skeptical. I, I I hear that. I hear that. I just know that um, the Emirates is a different place, and uh, I'm not 
I'm not as worried as you are. It was an uninspired performance uh, versus Arsenal. Um, and I, this isn't talking ill of Porto. Uh, but I don't know. If we were looking at Arsenal versus Sporting right now, or we were looking at uh, Arsenal versus Benfica, um, maybe, no. maybe just based on the quality we've seen. I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I think Arsenal Port- will be fine. I think they'll go through. I think Porto I think in the through. Champions League is the worst team that Arsenal could face of the Portuguese three. Even though Benfica has a better team on paper, Sporting has a great record in Primera Liga. Sergio Conceição okay. in the Champions League is different breed. And the truth is, the heritage of Porto in this competition, they won the Champions League this century. Did Arsenal win it? No, they didn't. And they have Arsene Wenger, that was one of the best managers in the history of football, and definitely in the Premier League. And they still bottled it. Arsenal never won a Champions League trophy. And even with Arteta, it's their first time in the Champions League. It's not Sergio yep. Conceição's first time in the Champions League with the Porto team. So, oh, <laughs> easier route to get there. Get out of here. But easier Sergio Conceição knocked out yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo when he was at Juventus, a Porto team that was weaker. So I even think the the CV, the experience, mm-hmm. I'm going to, with time, I think more people will start putting question marks with Mikel Arteta. But let us know, do you agree or disagree wow. with my take, or do you agree with Bretton, with Mikel Arteta, that is showing good signs at Arsenal. But Man United, yeah. Man United for oh me have the biggest question mark in terms of manager in the Premier League. Uh, I think yeah. Sir Jim Ratcliffe will not mm. be dependent, no. I think Sir Jim Ratcliffe will not be trusting mm-hmm. Eric Ten Hag to be the manager of Man United. He got Lisandro Martinez. He got Anthony. Mm-hmm. He was critical towards the Mason Mount coming to the club. And look at their output. It's non-existent. It's non-existent. Man United needs to do better. And honestly, I'm going to say, because I got a bit of uh, some answers on Twitter because of this, and I'll say this yeah. confidently. Man United would be in a much better scenario if they had Ruben Amorim instead of Eric Ten Hag. You may say it's Portuguese bias, but when you see this video in two, three years' time, you'll say this guy was right. Because what Ruben did at Sporting was greatness. They hadn't won a league title in 20 years. He developed many players at the club. João Palhinha, Ugar, Pedro Pouco, Nuno Mendes, Mateus Nunes, mm-hmm. that even Pep Guardiola said was one of the greatest midfielders he's ever seen. He went bold with that statement, though. But Ruben Amorim yeah. was the man that made that happen. And Gonzalo Inácio that played three games for the under-23 mm-hmm. team of Sporting. But for Sporting first team, 150. And that happens because Ruben says, no, he's way too good to be in the under-23 team, Gonzalo Inácio. That would happen with Kobe Maino maybe earlier with a Ruben Amorim presence. Yeah. I feel that's uh- a big question mark. Eric Ten Hag is not the right guy. Well, yeah. I, well, I'm I'm in agreement with Eric Ten Hag not necessarily being the right guy, but he's probably the only guy uh, they've got right now. I mean, Ratcliffe can say what Ratcliffe says, but it, it takes a lot more to actually build out a plan. Um, and he's got to wait until he assembles his group of Avengers, much like Chelsea tried to do before they started spending big bucks. Uh, but he's got to build his backroom Avengers to start to figure out what this 
next few years looks like uh, at Manchester United. But uh, Eric Ten Hag, I think there is a little bit of denial and there's probably a little bit of truth in that they are taking baby steps forward, I guess. No, no, no. Um, by seeing a little bit of development. I, I Well, there's a lot more than just Eric Ten Hag. I mean, I don't see Bruno Fernandes being a part of this team moving forward. In fact, I'm getting annoyed by Bruno Fernandes uh, and his constant bickering. I know that's a part of his game and the gamesmanship, but I'm getting just sick of seeing it. Hoyland being out, the lack of depth, but a few pieces that have kind of hit. I mean, they need like another overhaul. Um, and I don't know. But going back with what Eric Ten Hag versus Ruben. Ru I like him. But Ruben, Ruben Amarim, I, I get what you're saying about him. But remember why Eric Ten Hag was picked in the first place, too. I mean, it was riding on the back of what he had done with Ajax. Like, that can't be necessarily just swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. Just because you did it with a team in a smaller league, right, doesn't make it a less prestigious league or anything like that or a wonderful development league. I Ten Hag did the same dang no, thing no, with a bunch of nine, with a bunch of 19-year-olds. He had with a bunch of 18 and Edwin van der Sar with him. Ruben Amorim, well, he's the man. He's the yeah. man. Well, then... Well, there you go. Get Vandersar and get uh, Overmars in at Manchester United and let them cook. No, no, no. No, no, no. They <laughs> well, won't cook why anything. Not? Because well, why not? I think, will not go with that decision. Because well, he's not, not going to go Portuguese. I, I think okay. Ruben Emery would do a better job than Eric Ten Hag. And I think with time, that will be shown. But that's easy to and say. Even to, that's it, easy to say. Why is it easy it's, to say? Well, I mean, that's that's just easy to say, right? Um, we're not going to know. He's not going. Ruben Amarim will not be appointed Manchester United boss. So that's be. why it's easy to say. He could I be. don't think so. Not not with Ratcliffe. And, I don't know. Mm, so you anyway. Say, so, you say, so I just want to get this on tape. It, it's funny because... Day, but, so you say right now, if yeah. you had to pick a manager between Eric Ten Hag and Ruben Amarim, you'd pick Eric Ten Hag. I would for continuity's sake right I'd now. I'd never yes. pick Eric Ten Hag right now ahead of Ruben Emery. And I think you coming, fine. you coming from the shown. person that was telling me that it's all about the top floor and waiting until that's in place Radcliffe's and keeping place. the continuity at managerial. Well, he's not, he's been in place, what, 10 days? I mean, he's barely been in place. Give the guy time. It doesn't happen overnight, nor should it happen overnight. Exactly. Um, so I think, I think a lot more needs, I do think. A longer leash, weirdly enough, because I have been heavily critical of Ten Hag like all season, right? Um, I think there needs to be a longer leash beyond that. But you're right. If Ratcliffe comes in and he says, I want no Ten Hag, I, I, need, I need to start this managerial search over. Or they started that six months ago and there's already rumblings. Mm -hmm. Very different story. But I haven't heard anything of that just yet. Now, Ten Hag, you're right. He's swimming for his life currently. Mm -hmm. He is. He's saying, well, look, I brought in, I, I handed Omari Forsen his first <laughs> Premier League start. I, uh, I have Kabi Mainu. Well, we all knew Kabi Mainu was good enough before exactly. you did, sir, right? Exactly. But when it comes to it, nothing, you're, you're absolutely right in that on the pitch, they just lost for the first time in 20 plus years at Old Trafford to Fulham. Tell right? me one player that's, that is much that, better that is the with Eric Ten Hag at Man United. Uh, there is literally nobody right now. Rashford had a glimpse. Jogdalo showed no. a lot of hard work. I don't see Garnacho, any maybe. that's better. Garnacho, I think that Salen would have shown with time. Kobe Maino, yeah. I think that Salen would have shown with time. Kazmiru, a right. world-class player in the past, and Man United but you had have to a give... good last season. But now, 
Where are the leaders? And Anthony and right, Lisandro Martinez cost more than 150 million to Man I, United. And if we call, and if we caught, uh, if we put Jaden Sancho in that same sentence, it's more than of 200 course. million spent. So Eric Ten Hag yep. has cost Man United more than 200 million spent with three players: Anthony, Sancho, Lisandro uh, Martinez, and none of them are showing world-class results consistently. That is a real uh, problem. And I think Sir Jim Ratcliffe will not bet on a man that creates big problems when in the past he had such an icon like Sir Alex Ferguson. And I'm not saying well, Ruben I is the new Alex Ferguson, but Man United has to invest in the new big icons of the future of football. And Ruben is one yeah. of them. Is one of them. Well, I mean, I think also one of the biggest things, one of the biggest issues, which we all knew was going to happen from day one after Sir Alex Ferguson stepped down, was that you can't necessarily hold everybody up to any sort of Alex Ferguson, um, Sir Alex Ferguson um, comparison uh, because you're not going to get that. That's lightning in a bottle that was built over many, 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 Mm -hmm. many years. So it it really, I, I understand what like you're saying, but for me, the continuity oh, from here on oh, out is going to, it, it, to be honest, it's, it's <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you get Amareem in and you have, you know, seven of your center backs and right backs out and your, your midfield, your, the Casemiro can't stay healthy and all that, you're doing a whole nother recycling and bringing in all new players. And do it's, it's just one after another. Some of this is not necessarily Ten Hag's fault. The injuries to very, very, very key players wow. might not be Ten Hag's fault. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, Can you I know me, you I've, I've, called, I've called for Ten Hag's head three months ago. And, you know, mm-hmm. if they haven't done it yet, with Tuchel gone, Tuchel gone with uh, uh, Pochettino should be gone, but he's mm-hmm. not. Um, with uh, Who's the other one? With Xavi taking himself out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, if they haven't done it already, Alex... Can I ask They're you this, Britain? Do, do, yeah. do you believe that Andrzej Postagoglu at Tottenham has done a better job than Eric Ten Hag at Man United? Straight vibes. I yes. do believe Very yes. targeted. Yeah, very targeted. Great. Yeah, I do. Gadiu, I do believe it. Miki yes. van der Ven. Papi Matarsar mm-hmm. is better. Bisuma is better. Pedro Porro is better. Udogi was a great beginning with Andrzej Postagoglu. Richarlison has improved with Andrzej Postagoglu. You don't get the vibe of these types of improvements and these types oh, of correct true. signings with Eric Ten Hag. And for me, that I'm makes it more simple than it is. So I think well, Omar Berada well, we'll will take the things as critical as they are and he will know that this is the time that hey. he has to invest in a world-class manager because every top team will be leaving with their manager. Their managers are leaving. But we're going to refer more yeah. to that in this video. Stay tuned Oof. in episode 145. And my last note with the... Premier League, I just wanted to mention this because it's a mad lineup. Phil Foden mm-hmm. is the best Man City Academy product we've seen. 16 goals this season. World class right now, but the list is unreal. Jeremy Fringpong, Cole Palmer, Jaden Sancho, Felix Mencia, Rico Lewis, James Trafford, Romeo Lavia. The products of Man City have shown their quality, and this is one of the best academies in the world of football. Again, they know how to sell even their academy products. Something that Man United, I'd, me and you, believe they have a lot of talents. Anibal Mejri yeah, leaves well, for how much? <clears throat> he should have left for a uh, yeah. lot more. <laughs> or whoever I know, I know. that we've seen in the past. Or, Zidane Iqbal, one million to Utrecht? Come on! And he's, he's, bar- <laughs> he's barely playing, though. So oh. maybe they were right in that. I have... 
I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna say something right now. I, I mean, the development of Manchester. I, I guess there is development, but Romeo Lavia also started at Anderlecht and obviously did a lot of his development there. Um, and and the same goes for a couple of those guys that you you announced. But if there is one thing that Manchester City has accepted, that for some reason the rest, as you alluded to, as the the rest of the Premier League has not accepted um, as well is to the way to market them and the way to sell them, exactly. right? You know that it is one of the most um, impossible first teams to get in on the planet. True. So why hold them hostage and hold, you know, hold them back mm -hmm. uh, when they could be out there? Because you didn't even mention, right? Like, well, you did mention Savia, Jan Kuto <laughs> over at Hirona. True. They can make their own stories. And, and there is enough competitive football out there that needs to be played that these guys can take the long way back if they'd like to, to the first team, or they can go on. They can help the club that helped mm -hmm. to develop them uh, monetarily, and they can forge their own path forward. Why that has not happened mm -hmm. um, with other clubs, it 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 just like Tottenham. Chelsea, I guess, kind of paved the way. I think Spurs Tottenham is Academy. horrendous at it. The academy, they're horrendous so at it. Quality and they should get better. Right, a lot. I think Daniel Agreed. Levy should be it should be one mm -hmm. of the points that fans should be critical with Levy. It's the way he yeah. sells the academy players. Troy Parrott was yeah. once seen as one of the best young strikers mm. in the world. Where is he now? Dean Scarlett. Dean Scarlett. Yeah. It's so true. Oliver Skip was once perceived as a baller. Alfie Delvin, yeah. one of the best players, yeah. young players in yeah. Premier League under 18 leagues. So he sh they oh. should do better. They should do 100% yeah. better. But let us know. They, do you agree? Yeah. Do you disagree with our statements? Because this was a really good talk in the Premier League Ooh. talk. Will Arsenal win the league? Let us know in the comment section down below. But now, we mentioned managers big time in this episode 145 at the mm. start, and we hinted to this topic. Top five managers in the world right now in football. It's a bold list. It's going to be controversial for many people. I've got my uh. list. Bretton is going to be reacting towards it, being that critical listener, <laughs> because it's yes. good to have that. But let us know in the comment section down below. Do you agree? Do you disagree with the choices? Because personally... I watched Saturday Night Social of um, Sky Sports uh, on YouTube, <laughs> and I was shook with a man named Lawrence. That was the guy with that did uh, live streams with True Jordy. That is negative ball knowledge in my view. That top five, top ten list that they did. So please do not <laughs> oh, tune, in, tune nice. into that one. Tune into this one because this is the one. This is the one. <laughs> Trust people. Okay. Yeah. So top five managers in the world right now, and I believe are the best. I put number five, Simon Inzaghi. What Simon Inzaghi has been doing at Inter has been a masterclass with three at the back. Pavard Bastoni on the other end. The fluidity that he shows, the unique style of play too, is deserving mm -hmm. to be mentioned in the top five list. Simon Inzaghi is underrated in my point of view. He's going to win two Scudettos in a row. He won the Coppa mm -hmm. d'Italia. He has made Lautaro Martinez a world-class striker this season with Marcus Turam next to them. And Di Marco and Bastoni is the best left side in terms of defensive capabilities. Barella wants to stay. Sanyanoglu wants to stay. Maybe Bastoni wants to stay. But the truth is, Internacional, the Nerazzurri, know how to do business because of Simone Izaghi being there. So he is my fair fifth enough. place. Do you think that's right, oh. Breton? <laughs> or do you think that's uh, fair? I'm, I, I'm okay. Well, first, I got to hear the other four. I'm, I'm okay with him in fifth. Uh, and I had a conversation with someone the other day that thought we were talking about Pippo. 
Inzaghi, uh, Filippo <laughs> Inzaghi. So it's really, really interesting that you know, some people don't realize uh, that ain't him um, as manager of Inter. But yeah, I mean, Lautaro, though, he's been doing it a while, but this this season, woo, different, different, <laughs> different dude. Breed. And to get Marcus Taram, to get uh, Barella hasn't even really gotten going this season for them just yet. But to get what they've gotten out of um, that Inter side, that Inter side, in my opinion, still still could lift the Champions League trophy. They could get back to that final. Um, you put Man so, City, Real Madrid, and Inter in the third position to win the Champions League? I would, actually. Yeah. The odds, yeah. the bookies put Arsenal in the third position. So that, for me, mm. is not deserving to be in the third position, especially against that game mm. at Porto. Inter, when they yeah. beat Atletico, they, they, sh they tell the world we're here to win it. So that's why yep. fifth place, Simone Inzaghi, that beats El Cholo. Okay. But that's going to be okay. a hard game in Wanda Metropolitano. My fourth yep. place in the best top five managers in the world right now, I'm going to put the unbeaten manager, Xabi Alonso. Why don't I put him third, second, first? Well, watch the full video. But I think Xabi yeah. Alonso is a new manager in the block. And what he's done to be in the top five managers in the world right now, ahead of a Pochettino, ahead of a Tuchel, ahead of an Arteta, in my view, is Unreal. He was seven. They were seventeenth when he started with Bayer Leverkusen. Now they're an unbeaten team in all competitions this season with the right transfers of Shaka, Hoffman, Grimaldo, all home runs, Boniface, and are all home runs because Xabi Alonso is on the helm. So he's my fourth wow. place in the best managers in the world right now, Xabi Alonso. That. I, as much as I love what Xabi Alonso has done this season, um, I love what he's done to Bayern Munich even more. <laughs> Eleven-time winners of the Bundesliga straight, and he's got them sweating <laughs> bullets. Not only that, he's got them probably huddled in some bunker right now uh, <laughs> trying to figure out how to pry this man away yeah. from Bayer Leverkusen. But I, if you're going to put him in here and no Arteta... Um, and no, I mean, it seems like you might be alluding to some other emissions. I might have an issue with that. Um, but, but because he hasn't won anything just yet now, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. He is on his way to potentially winning the Bundesliga. Only they the can really mess things up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but the work self is very, uh, very clearly do doing work. 33 games unbeaten, um, and Xabi Alonso, you're right, is and the sole reason. He's another vibes check, right? He's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a great. It looks like he's a great tactician. True. He's a great players manager, True. Um, and uh, everybody on that team knows exactly what their role should be, or know exactly what level of freedom mm -hmm. that they have in this Alonso setup. And obviously when you're playing wingbacks that are the most potent wingbacks on the planet and Jeremy mm -hmm. Fringpong and Alejandro Grimaldo, um, you've got my attention because uh, of his day one. Play, so they're the most potent Yeah, because of him. But that's the reasoning. And why do I put a yeah. Xabi Alonso ahead of Arteta? He starts Leverkusen in 17th. They're right now in the DFP Pokal. They're right now in the Bundesliga. They're right now in the Europa League. And the heritage of Leverkusen, they haven't won a trophy in their last 30 years. They have never won well, a Bundesliga title. Xabi Alonso is that variable. Arsenal has the facilities to do better. And thank God they're doing better now with Arteta. But I think they could have sure. done better. I think a Xabi Alonso, in the same period of time than an Arteta, Maybe he would have won the, the Premier League by now. Maybe. Ooh, it's a bold well, statement. He was, Maybe. He was still he was still kicking at it in uh what? Real Sociedad's no, reserves I know, teams I know, or something know, at that know, point in time. But but I'm I'm with you. This manager. Mm -hmm. this but manager. with 
with Xabi Alonso too, there's a depth there right now that has, uh, I mean, there's no doubt he's the best Bundesliga manager. Yep. Uh, but th- with the depth of it, you mentioned like all the ones that hit Boniface and, but the transfers. other ones that are kind of unknown in terms of the transfers, like a Nathan Tella, True. Uh, this guy, this guy was kicking True. it with Southampton in a relegation season and he's using him as a right wing back and he's using him to really great effect. Um, you were also getting Amin Adli who was in Ligon, um, not exactly like an amazing scorer in Ligon, but mm-hmm. came over and he has been incredibly serviceable. I'm more, believe it or not, impressed with what Xabi Alonso has done with Bayer Leverkusen's role players mm-hmm. uh, than I have their star players. And that's like, you know, that's a minute difference for me because they've all been phenomenal uh but they have been i always talk about that proverbial like kick in the teeth or punch mm-hmm. in the gut leverkusen has gotten it already this season with boniface um out with injury mm-hmm. uh, after what four straight rookie of the month's uh awards in the <laughs> bundesliga True. and they're still firing on all cylinders they still beat byron three nothing and basically get thomas tuchel to put his head on the chopping block mm-hmm. like it's it's pretty pretty intense um but until he does it outside, if he lifts the Europa League trophy this year, if he brings them back into Champions League, and then, God darn it, if he stays at <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen and leads them to a, a higher, not a hierarchy, a dynasty of their own, then I will applaud Xabi Alonso. I, Alex, I've said this to you previously. Mm. I would love for Xabi Alonso to stay at Leverkusen. I don't think this is a flash in the pan, lightning in a bottle type of situation. I think that they actually have what it takes to win this thing multiple years in a row. Oof. Um, so I, I, I would love to see that. Stay. But even though, yeah. if, if they don't win the Europa League, for me, it's a success with the season, he, with the, the squad he had last season to get to the semifinals. For me, it's a success yeah. already. And then to get okay. another semifinals this season, I think that would be awesome. Leverkusen right now are my second place to win, the second favorite towards winning the Europa League. My first, okay. well, it hints with the third position of manager. I think the third best manager in the world right now is Jurgen Klopp. It's going to be his last dance mm. at Liverpool, but in his last yeah. dance at Liverpool, he still plays the B squad in the Carabao Cup and he wins it. And they're still in the Premier League, FA Cup and Europa League. That happens because of the good job that Jurgen Klopp built throughout these years with Liverpool. Robertson, Trent, yeah. Virgil van Dijk, Alisson, Henderson in the past, a captain that was need needed at Jurgen Klopp to appear in the Liverpool squad. He is the main difference. He is the variable. Jurgen Klopp was the man to beat uh, Bayern Munich last time towards winning a Bundesliga and was the last Room. man towards beating Pep Guardiola in a Premier League title. He is my third yeah. place in the best managers in the world. So I have Simone Zaghi uh, in fifth. I've got Xabi Alonso yep. in fourth. And I got Jurgen Klopp in third. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I have no issues. I have no issues with that. And the funny thing is, is like you just mentioned all of his star players. And it's just so insane to think <laughs> that literally none of them were on the field at True. Wembley to win that Carabao well, Cup. Instead, it was, uh, Maca- you're right, Virgil van Dijk. And of course, he's the one that makes the difference there. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ibrahima Konate, to True. Andrew Robertson, Andy Robertson um, mm-hmm. on that day. Luis Diaz was pretty insane as well. But um, no, it was, uh, it was the guys he brought on near the end. Right. It was Dan's up top. You had McConnell, I think, in the middle. You had Clark in the middle. You had Connor Bradley coming off of a really, really topsy turvy time personally. Um, so it's it's nice to see. Uh, well, I'm I'm jealous. Uh, I think everybody managerially, you should be jealous of whoever does. 
mm-hmm. take over Liverpool. I mean, the future sh- still should be bright if they can uh, do everything job, in the vein of Jurgen Klopp. It's Huge a very hard, hard job. job because matching Jurgen Klopp is almost an impossible job. Almost because I say Chabi Alonso could be that guy. <laughs> but let's wait and see if that happens. But, but we're going to be referring Alex, to other managers that could be taking yeah. over, even though it's not a Chabi Alonso in this video. Yep. Who do you think is my second place in the best managers in the world, Bretton? Mm, not Diego Simeone, no, no, no. I mean, it's it's like one of two, and I'm pretty certain you're not going to do this. So I'm going to say it's Diego, or no, it's Carlo. I don't know why I just said Diego. <laughs> Carlo Ancelotti for Real Madrid as your number two. Is that correct? That is very correct. Carlo Ancelotti for me is the second best manager in the world. My first place, well, if you don't know, you should know. And if you don't know, you have no ball knowledge. Is Pep Guardiola the best manager in the world. But Carlo Ancelotti is my second place because he's won at Real Madrid every single possible trophy. He's won 11 trophies in his time in the club. That is full heritage. And Carlo Ancelotti is the manager with most finals, most Champions League mm. ones, and most wins in the Champions League. That is football heritage once again. And this time at Real Madrid, he develops Fede. He develops Vinicius. He develops Bellingham redefining the 10 position. He's the variable. And I can't wait to see Hendrik with Carlo Ancelotti. That Hendrik mm. and Arda Guler people, they're not going on loan. If you think they're going on loan... You have no ball knowledge because they are going to see the greatness assembled next season in person, in that locker room, learning from the best. If Tony Cross stays another season, you have veterans like Cross, Nacho, Carvajal, Courtois. Militão can even be considered a veteran. For He was bought from Porto 50 million how many years back? It's unreal what's Crazy. been happening. So that's why I yeah. put Carlo Ancelotti in my second place. And if hey, he Alex. was at Everton, I wouldn't put him in my second place right now. If he was, uh, oh and my. he, he oh improved. My. He showed that yeah. age is just a number, Carlo Ancelotti, because I'm sure oh, yeah. many people wouldn't put him the best ma- top five managers in the world when he was at Everton. And now at Real Madrid, no. he reinvents himself and shows the genius that he is, especially with the amount of injuries that they've had this season. And they're top in La Liga, Absolutely. and they're fighting for, uh, for the Champions League. Madness, in my yeah. point of view. The, the the seamless integration of Jude Bellingham, I think, is up there from a tactical perspective. And on top of that, like he's he's proof that a uh, quote unquote old dog can be taught new tricks, um, <laughs> even though he's the one doing his own teaching or he's the one doing his own um, whatever uh, in terms of his own professional uh, improvement of himself. So, yeah, Carlo Ancelotti is up there, obviously. I mean, coming off a treble season, it's hard to put him in front. Um, last season, we might have had Ancelotti first uh, coming off of their win uh, in True. the Champions League, but um, no, I, maybe I, not this mm-hmm. year. But yeah, Ancelotti moving forward, there's a reason why this guy had on the table the ability to go join the Brazilian national team <laughs> heading into a World Cup cycle. Um, and when all is said and done, he decided, no... The, the grass is definitely still pretty dang green I here at, the, at Santiago team. Bernabeu. Yeah, yeah. So, and basically, I've got all of Brazil here with me anyway. Um, but you you did the see Tony Cruz. Yes. He, he might, he might, mm-hmm. um, you know, come back for another season if he's actually coming back for the upcoming Euros for Germany. Uh, Germany got a nice little, that's a nice little shot in the arm for uh, Germany ahead of this this summer, um, knowing that Tony Cruz will be back in the mix. Uh, and on top of that, 
I think he is playing defense because Paul Marish is asking for Endrick until the end of this year. No, and I'm pretty sure Real Madrid is saying absolutely not. 100% no, no. I want him, Steph. That's why we kept yeah. Ancelotti. <laughs> we needed yeah, to develop true. these types of players. No, 100%. And even a detail. I mentioned in the Champions League prediction. It's coming out this week. But a detail that I think the listeners of the podcast need to know. It's every Real Madrid player in that locker room has to do a speech mandatory and they rotate between the players <laughs> so that shows accountability wow. from every player that's why Kamavinga does the speech in the Super Cup final that's why okay. and that is a detail that shows the greatness in terms of managerial job that Carlo Ancelotti does in that locker room so my top does he do it sorry in English and French does he do it in English or French I'd say it's, or Spanish it's Spanish Every Real Madrid player wow. Spanish. I think Mbappe, Takefusa Kubo even said it in the after the game of Real Sociedad PSG. I was surprised mm -hmm. by how well he spoke Spanish. Well, he was yeah. told that he has to learn Spanish. It's Real Madrid's yeah. heritage, the Spanish heritage. It's Madrid. It's the it's the royalty <laughs> of Spain. It's, that's why there's tension between Barca and Real Madrid, but that's a whole different topic. <laughs> but whole different topic, Top five but great. managers in the world right now, in my view, Simone Zaghi, I put him fifth. Xabi Alonso, I put him fourth, unbeaten, but he still has to prove a lot towards being ahead of these top three, in my view. Klopp third, mm -hmm. second Ancelotti, and first Pep Guardiola. Greatness in full action. I'm co I'm consistently shook with Pep Guardiola every season that passes by. And to see how dominant Man City were against Real Madrid last season. That happens because of Pep Guardiola redefining the way he plays football. John Stone is in a unique position. Bernard Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. You can't contain both. Real Madrid couldn't contain both. And if they can't, no one in the world could that year. So Man City, yeah. we saw greatness that year. But you well, I'm in my list, I have no Arteta. I have no Ange Postagoglu. I have no Pochettino. I'm sorry, Premier yeah. League fans. Who would be the manager that you would put in the top five, Bretton? Or close yeah, to the top so five? Yeah, I, I, I so would, I would take out Xabi Alonso and I'd put in Mikel Arteta just because of the level level of where he's doing it at. Uh, neither of them have won trophies. Uh, but listen, the plan is the plan. Um, and he's got one of the best defenses in the Premier League. They're in El Europe. Um, ahead of Arteta, maybe. Uh, Diego Simeone, is that what you just said? Yeah, Diego Simeone is the the other. I, I call Diego Simeone the managerial version of like a cockroach. That uh, <laughs> sounds terrible, no, but it's crazy, actually. The, 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 well, yeah, he's crazy, but at the same time, uh, some you always think he's on his way out of mm -hmm. Atletico Madrid. Uh, and then he's just, he's just there. He's right there under the, under the kit, uh, you know, under the refrigerator, under the oven, uh, walking right under your boot. But obviously <laughs> he's a hell, hell of a manager has been, uh, very stubborn in terms of how he does things, but mm -hmm. come on, look at the longevity of what he's done for Atleti. And this year is no different. True. Um, he's been able to keep Atleti, um, and they're in a rebuild. constantly in the conversation. They are even while in a rebuild. And I think that's what's mm -hmm. so, um, so crazy about that. Uh, the other one, let Zidane, me just see, you mentioned I think Zidane is the biggest I name I mean, that wasn't in the top five, yeah. but we don't put Zidane in the top five managers in the world no. right now because we don't see it. We don't see Zidane as a manager, but if Zidane you goes to Bayern, Nick is immediately in the top five with the amount of success he can conquer with that team. Come on, a three yeah, I mean, in the Champions League never happened. A back-to-back -back never Z happened. <laughs> Zidane, Zidane is too busy hawking so rare and stuff. He's making enough money sitting on the <laughs> sidelines than actually going in and managing. But, like, 
I'm tired of people calling Zidane a manager. He's got to actually manage something for me oh, to be a man. Like, we're riding the coattails of what was obviously an ins- Don't get me wrong. Please, people, don't kill me. He's an right? But he's an ex-manager exactly. until he gets back greatness. in the game. Um, <laughs> other ones I would mention, but you're right, I probably wouldn't have him in the top five. Unai Emery, what True. he's done, obviously, in the Midlands, what he's done Good for show. Villa. We got to remember, he's only eight. He's only eight points off the Premier League title right now. I mean, this Premier League title is not like, uh, you know, one win. You don't, you're not scoring 105 points to win the Premier League True. this particular season. But the project continues with Unai Emery um, in fourth place. He's looking to consolidate that fourth place. And he's doing it with not as many injuries as like a Newcastle or an, a uh, mm-hmm. Liverpool right now, but quite a few, especially the defense. Bubakar Kamara's out with a busted ACL again. Ezri Kanza, Tyrone Mings, Diego True. Carlos is in and out and in and out. Um, it's infuriating, but yet, mm-hmm. yet they play a way that I am constantly signing in. Uh, I'm constantly home. watching Aston Villa games, just like I will tune into Spurs games because of the way Big Ange plays. But any man home, that I turns Ollie Watkins <laughs> into a true Premier League weapon. True. Deserves to be at least sixth or seventh on the uh, top managers <laughs> right now um, list. No, but, it's 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 mad. Ali Watkins is the first player in the top five leagues to have twenty five goal involvements. That happens crazy. because of Unai Emery. Unai Emery did, so, yep. did take the best out of Cavani when he was at PSG too. So he works really yep. well with strikers. Tuchel was another snub, I said. But managers sure. that could one day be in the top five, I think Arteta should be mm. in that conversation. I think Ruben Emerin should be in that conversation. Tiago Mota should be in that conversation for what he's doing at Bologna. There's Erbi at yep. Brighton. Very interesting. If he goes to Barca, ooh, that Absolutely. would be bold. Mm. Nagelsmann, I think, deserves to be in that conversation of maybe one day being in the top five. So a lot okay. of talent is brewing in terms of managers. Farioli ah. will still a start games. There's many bold eh. takes. Many bold takes. I, I don't. But I don't they, know who the, the mm-hmm. I don't know who the breast manager is. The breast manager, but he's got them doing well in Ligue 1. But Michel in at Hirona, true, forty uh, eight year old. Um, y- you got to keep him up there. Like true, even though people true, have true. kind of found out Hirona after that Real Madrid loss. Um, they're still in, they could finish second, right? Um, and City Football Group me all you want. I don't really care about that because they have not spent likely all the money that could have been allocated for the transfers, considering that their club record transfer was 8 million euros or so mm-hmm. uh, with Artem Dovbik. So Michelle definitely deserves um, some love. Mm-hmm. Big Ange deserves some love. And then we got to go to the Eredivisie, Arnie Slot and uh, uh, Peter Bosch. Peter Bosch, at least at PNC, PSV Eindhoven. I know he has branched out elsewhere, but Peter Bosch understands PSV Eindhoven. Um, I don't know if he should leave um, anytime soon, but the PSV that I'm watching this season is so fun to watch. So sure. at least for sheer enjoyment, top 12 or something, <laughs> right? For sure. And Ricardo Pepe scoring goals too. So I understand you got a bit of a a bit of a feel yeah. with, uh, with Peter Bosch. Mc- Mal- Malik Telman, Serginho Dest. Come on, you got all the They're Americans unbeaten. in there. They're unbeaten still, and they won what? They seven are. one this weekend? It's mad. Johan yes. Bakayoko yeah. playing the way he is. But one thing's for sure. This is going to be a mm-hmm. mad summer in terms of managers moving places. Barca needs yes. a manager. 
<laughs> Bayern Munich needs a manager. Liverpool need a manager. I think Juventus will be needing a manager. I think Milan will be needing a manager. Man United, we had the talk. I think they will be needing a manager with Eric Ten Hag out. Newcastle, I don't think Eddie Howe's that guy. And Chelsea, I think maybe we'll be needing a manager with Pochettino leaving. This summer is going to be bonkers. Bonkers. It, it is going to be bonkers. And I just need to, again, register my annoyance. Uh, obviously, I had an annoyance with Xavi leaving, uh, not leaving Barcelona, period, if he thought he was doing more harm than good. <laughs> Thomas Tuchel, the same exact thing. Why? What? What's What's with this, like, let's just keep him in his job for six more months so we could buy ourselves some times and there some time to find a new boss. Why would he even want to stay there unless it's for money? Why would he want to stay there Sherman, knowing that he is on his way out? Like just leave, just fire the guy. What happened to just straight firing somebody? Right. <laughs> it's, it's difficult, um, but it's difficult, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know, the man. Managers, I, the players. Know. I think Harry Kane is the biggest endorser of Thomas Tuchel. But honestly, True. from what I see, I think Kimmich doesn't like him. I think Thomas Muller doesn't like him. I think Alfonso Davis doesn't like him. This is a conspiracy, what I'm saying. It's only from pure vibes from what I see. But on the pitch, Kimmich is not happy. Muller is not happy. But, and Kane right. is that guy. He's the man that's saving yeah. Thomas Tuchel. But again, I do think that a lot of the last, like the common ingredients of the last 11 years at Bayern, I think they're also part of the problem. Right mm -hmm. now, they know how a place should be run, but they know how a place should be run over the past decade. Right. The, the, what what has worked over the last 11 years for Bayern um, and obviously many years prior to that might not necessarily work the next 11 years, um, especially. Right. right. Well, it, it, the, identity. the identity. But there is a way to you know how you preserve the identity. I don't know. You actually foster your academy and blood players and bring them in. Pavlovich. Right. Kimi? Yeah, Pavlovich is okay. literally Kimi like, Stuttgart. well, Kimmich is like old. But Jamal yeah. Musiala comes I, from Chelsea, yes, too. But I do yeah. see that Bayern any, Munich any, hold are on. aware of that. Anyone else? Matisse Anyone else? Bot? So I get you. But, yeah. But, yeah. We're like, you got Jonas Kratzig, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, they let Kenan Yildiz go to Juve. True. Um, who else? I mean, there, there are others we can look at. They have a lot of strength within that Bayern uh, Academy. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that is like, it wasn't always the lifeblood, but think about the Bayern that you and I think about, right? Sure. It's like Lom. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Van I'm going to like blank on all the names right now. Van yeah, I, you're talking about guys that, right? And Kimmich was in the Bayern, but he was also elsewhere. He was at what? Stuttgart previously to mm -hmm. that. Um, so there's there's a lot. I, I think that the identity of Bayern has been slowly eroding away over the years anyway. No, no. Um, e even though they keep winning. You know why I disagree with you? Because that when I right. say identity is not just German players that come from the academy. It's the oh, actual league too. Mat Mats Hummels, Robert Lewandowski, Kimmich wasn't there. They signed the best players inside their own league, Bayern Munich. That's not been happening. They're investing more outside of the league. Matisse De Ligt. Yeah, but who's... Uh, whose fault is that? I th whose fault is it? I think it's of the Bayern board too. Yes, I think yes. they have. Yeah. Okay. I think they're to blame. Yes. <laughs> when yeah. they leave, a Cristiano Ronaldo go. For me, it shouldn't have happened. I wanted to see, yeah. but that's a that's a very specific topic. But I think <laughs> they should be doing better than what they're doing in terms of recruitment inside their own league. I think they need more players from the Bundesliga. I could be wrong. Yeah. But let us know your thoughts about the top five managers. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know in Others. the comment section. Other managers that we didn't refer 
go bold in the comment section and like this video now mls mm. who is gonna win the Ooh. mls the big topic and i wanted to start by saying for the bookies, the MLS Cup favorites are in number five, Philadelphia, <laughs> Philadelphia Union. Mm. Then number four, we okay. got Cincinnati. Number three, mm. we got Columbus Crew. Number two, LAFC. And number one, Inter Miami. Where is the Galaxy wow. with Ricky Puig? That was not the right move, Ricky Puig. You're not going to win the MLS no. Cup now with Messi and Inter Miami. <laughs> oh, no. no, I mean, you're, well. <laughs> you're, you're probably... You're probably not, I, I suppose. Uh, here's the thing with Major League Soccer, period. Those bookies, that that thing, mm. the, the whole point about Americanized sports, the salary caps, the cost controls, the intent is parity. The intent is flip of a coin. It's probably, <laughs> believe it or not, even though I'm going to mention a lot of these favorites that you, you just mentioned that mm -hmm. the bookies are putting money on, right? It could be somebody that catches lightning in a bottle in the season because, yes, you have your Leo Messi's, right? That always puts Inter-Miami in the favorites category, 100%. 100%. Right. Busquets, the whole, the whole cadre of players behind them, the young players, they got that Federico Redondo deal Clutch. over the line. That's a massive deal. They had to get, they had to get rid of like four players in order to do it, so worth it's going to affect their depth <laughs> moving forward. Probably worth it. But here's the thing, Alex. We're not, there are teams, um, there are so many clubs in this, uh, in MLS, the new MLS, they all have very similar cost controls. Some get a few like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, able to do whatever they want, a little extra latitudes, yes. but in the end, it could be anybody. It's really hard to do defending, you know, to defend a championship, which is why to say Columbus means that they are going to operate the whole season without having Cucho Hernandez injured, Diego Rossi injured, uh, Aiden Morris injured. Wilfred Nancy, though, very simply put, is one of the best young uh, coaches in the league, and mm -hmm. I fully expect him to wind up eventually in Ligon or elsewhere abroad. I think people will be coming in for Nancy because he took over last season and they won MLS Cup, Oof. right? They won MLS Cup, um, and that's pretty impressive. But it, star power, you can't look past Inter Miami. I said it in my Wonder Kids, 20 Wonder Kids, I said it uh, the last time. Anyone that obviously has Leo Messi, um, that's great. But Inter Miami will only win, will only win MLS Cup <laughs> if all the young players that they have signed take a not an incremental step, but an exponential step up this year to improve the depth of that roster. Redondo will because be one Messi's of the best youngsters in the MLS straight off. He the should line. be. I, I, it's it's funny. Right after he was signed, Alex, I, I saw on Twitter on X, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. saw a lot of people saying, "Ah, he was overrated anyway. He's overrated." <laughs> oh, look at that. Inter Miami just paid seven million for Federico Redondo. What? He's going to be a very good MLS player. We'll see where his potential lies and how much of it was compilation tapes, but I think he's going to be phenomenal. But it's not just him. It's going to be Tomas Aviles. It's going to be Tyler, Tyler Hall. It's going to be right. Benamin Kramaski. It's going to be uh, Diego Gomez, who had a goal Facundo on opening Farias. day. Facundo Farias, who's unfortunately out for the year with an ACL tear. Oh. It is going to be those young players that fill in that depth and make sure that it's not all Leo Messi taking on every team in MLS by himself with his merry band of brothers, right? Um, and obviously, it's also that for Inter-Miami, and it's also Luis Suarez's 
knees. Now, his knees didn't seem to affect him for Gremio last season. He uh, scored quite a few goals in the Brasilia Rao, uh, but MLS is different because yes. you've got 3,000 mile travel. You've got oh, uh, the too. League's Cup where they. Brazil well, too. Brazil too. You're right. You're right. That's, I think that's true. The I rhythm. Picked, of course. The rhythm is diff different. Yeah. I think in Brazil you have more rhythm, more consistency. And in MLS, mm -hmm. you have more times that you're stopped. You just stop. Luis Suarez, I think, doesn't improve with that. That can be, no. it might be good, it might be bad, but rumoredly, he has to inject himself before to play games. So it's a big yeah, that's commitment towards playing in the MLS. But the truth is, when, too, in this top five, yeah. I don't have DC United, but Benteke no. scored a hat trick in this <laughs> first weekend. I'm excited with the MLS because of these types of players. You have Thiago Almada yeah. in Atalanta. You have Lionel Messi, obviously, the star of the show, and Inter Miami. But a player like Benteke, bowling out of DC United, is always good to see, too. And big respect well, uh, towards Charlotte. Charlotte have a new yeah. manager, Dean Smith. But the average attendance of Charlotte in the three last season openers has been of 68,000 people. Those are yep. bold numbers. And they started the ninth youngest player ever to start in the MLS, which is Nimfansha. Nimfansha. Ber yep. Bershima. <laughs> Bershima. You got it. Which I saw you a bit it. of him in the under-17 World Cup, and he bowled yeah, he's great. out. He's a great mm -hmm. winger to watch. Born in 2008. Yep. What? Oh, it's, it it makes me sweat. I, 2008, I I can't even comprehend that. Um, <laughs> that's unbelievable. But you know, uh, you've also got Alex uh, Pedro de la Vega mm. out in Seattle playing in front of 50,000 plus every week. Um, you've got in Chicago, they went and they bought Hugo Kuipers. Uh, they've got Brian Gutierrez, who unfortunately scored a goal and an assist against us uh, at the game I was at last night. And you cannot count out, Alex, my Philadelphia Union. Ah, um, my Philadelphia <laughs> Union. You got Daniel Gazdag, who should be going to the Euros with Hungary. You've got Julian Carranza, who was wanted by quite a few clubs, wound up staying. In Philadelphia, you've got Kai Wagner, who is wanted by quite a few Bundesliga clubs. Manager, and uh, Red Star Belgrade, you got quality young American, um, yep, who we see walking around here all the time. He lives in my neighborhood. Um, <laughs> and this is, I'm going to say it, this is the last hurrah for the Philadelphia Union, in my opinion, before mm -hmm. they start maybe kind of chiseling away at the roster uh, and maybe trying to get a little younger or whatever. Uh, but Philadelphia Union have kept the same band of those guys, aforementioned guys, um, together. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jose Martinez and Alejandro Bedoya is back and Gleznas and Elliot. If they don't win it this year, I would expect some, not drastic, but some bigger changes in Philadelphia. But they're they're always in it because they play as the sum of all parts. And that, in the end, Alex, is generally what wins MLS, the sum of all parts. Columbus, they, they peaked at the right time last season, and Philadelphia needs to do that. My... My X factor Philadelphia is going to be Quinn Sullivan, 19 year old. You might recognize the name because going around X was not stuff about Quinn. It was about his younger brother, Kevin Sullivan, mm -hmm. who is wanted by Dortmund and Barcelona yes, and all sorts of teams. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. Yeah, he was he was up in the up in the club with us, and I wanted to send my kids over to like take a picture with him, which is just ridiculous because he's 15 years old. No, it's not, but no, Quinn it's Sullivan, <laughs> Quinn Sullivan is 19 years old, and they moved him into the midfield, and I think he is going to be uh, 
a, a much better player this season. He was involved in a couple goals versus Saprisa, uh, and he was involved in a goal, uh, the game-tying goal, in the final moments of the game uh, last night for Philadelphia. But that's the thing. MLS has all the storylines in the world right now. One that might have skated under your um, radar, Alex, was Manchester United got poached, uh, poached away one of their top young coaches. Eric mm -hmm. Ramsey will be joining Minnesota United mm -hmm. as the youngest MLS coach ever Bold. at 32 years old. He is the set-piece coach, which is hysterical. Uh, he is the set-piece coach for Manchester United, and he will be joining Minnesota United, Minnesota United um, up there in the tundra in Minneapolis. Beautiful new stadium. Um, they basically sell it out all the time, and they need direction, and they're apparently going to get it from a 32-year-old. And what's crazier is they appointed a new CEO who is one of the top CONCACAF scouts for City football group uh, and the CEO of Bar Barnsley before coming and joining. So they're doing something a little bit different. And all of this is them. meant. I'm putting my chips oh, yeah? on them. If I hear city group well, in the MLS, I'm putting those chips on them. <laughs> well, then you might want to look at NYCFC because they are putting oh, together yeah. a wonder kid, happy crew. They've got Jovan Mijatovic. They've got uh, Agostino Heda. They've got Talas Magno, who is, we don't yet know exactly what his best position is, um, but they have put a lot of money winger. But then they gone they've gone out and they've signed Julian Fernandez and they have signed uh, Agustin Ojeda. Uh, so it's kind of like, where's he going to play? Is he playing up top? Nope. They got an 18 year old Serb playing up top. So MLS, we're going to be doing the Wonder Kid thing, uh, looking at things. But come on, like this is a fun season, a fun. Uh, league because any one of these 29 teams mm -hmm. can win it. And I will tell you right now, LAFC will not be the ones that do win it. Come on, Ugulogis. You're the goalkeeper of LAFC. Make this happen, okay? First start yeah. in over like 300 days. I personally love to see Ugulogis. I think he's one of the most underrated keepers in his That's generation. Great. I think he, it's because he played for Tottenham, clearly. Because yep. for the French national team, the heritage is shown. I think he's going to be the best goalkeeper in the MLS, Hugo Lloris. I'm going to go bold and say that. <laughs> Just like the best I don't know. has I... to be Busquets, and the best player has to be Lionel Messi. Come on! If they're not in the yeah. team of the year, I'll be shook. Hugo Lloris, Busquets, and Lionel Messi. That has to be the I case. mean, yeah. <laughs> roll, roll that tape back, sir, one more time, right? I mean, it's like, uh, yes. Yeah. So there is a little bit of... Uh, Hugo Lloris is great, but they have Denis Buanga, who was last year's Golden Boot winner. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I say tongue-in-cheek that there's no way they're going to win it. It is LAFC. Uh, they have one of the most rabid fan bases, um, and the Galaxy are trying to catch up to them. They've made some signings this season, but I still think it's going to be the 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 black black and gold of LAFC uh, and not the yellow and blue of the Galaxy uh, leading Los Angeles. Uh, but you got to watch out, 18-year-old uh, David Martinez. Mm -hmm. He is the widely seen as like one of the best Venezuelan prospects ever. Um, and he just signed for LAFC. So, you know, Todd Bowley, if you're watching out there, get your checkbook <laughs> out because I'm sure you're going to be uh, wanting to sign a Venezuelan. <laughs> exactly. Sign a Venezuelan to go with your Ecuadorian uh, flavor that you got there. But no, there's a lot of fun storylines. MLS just started, and uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm, 
I'm not an MLS apologist here. They've done some dumb things in the offseason. I feel like they're missing an opportunity, but I think uh, there are 29 teams here that have an equal shot at winning this dang thing, uh, and that's that's kind of a fun thing to start out with. It's very different than what we're used to in the European leagues. Not saying I don't watch a crap load of European football every weekend, but MLS is different in that respect and infuriating in that respect. So pick a team. Delve into it, see if you like it, and if it's not for you, you can move on. But don't just dismiss it because it's American, right? Oh, watch the quality of football. I don't like something about Rowing. MLS football. It's the fact that you play on yeah. AstroTurf. I think it should oh, be full grass. I think the, the players deserve that respect because the injury yep. risk is much higher if you play on AstroTurf. Having a legend oh, like gosh. Luis Suarez or Lionel Messi with a higher chance of getting an injury when you can prevent it beforehand, I think that's the respectful mm -hmm. type of thing to do uh as the mls yep. i think will be doing with time especially in the world cup i think it'll be 100 percent grass pitches in the world cup because that has 100 the case it's the greatness yep. it's the greatest of the best competition in the world so let us know do you agree do you disagree who are your favorites towards winning the mls are you of the camp that busquets Doris, messi are going to be in the team of the year let us know in the comment section down below and even the youngsters because we mentioned Nim Fasher. who are the youngsters that you got to watch that we did post a video on youtube go watch the 20 wonder kids to watch video that Bretton went absolutely bold it's going to be in the comments in the description of this video of episode 145 too thank you Oof. so much for listening to episode 145 until now don't forget to like this video it's a huge help on youtube if you're listening on spotify and apple podcasts and thank you for going bold with us another week